listening to another sermon podcast presented by Chelsea Presbyterian Church. Located in Chelsea, Alabama, we value community, fellowship, and love for people from all walks of life. For more information, find us online at www.chelseaprez.org or check us out on Facebook. All right, uh, all summer long we've been in a series called The Habits of Grace, uh, and we are getting to the last third of that. Uh, and as we've said before, some churches call these spiritual disciplines or devotions that you uh, do because they're practices that should be a part of our life, not just because you should do them for the sake of doing them, and not to win favor with God, and not just because they help us grow, which they do, but ultimately we do them because it moves us into a deeper relationship with God, the one thing that's going to satisfy us in ways that nothing else can. So today we're going to look at one that's different than the rest. Uh, up until this point, we've kind of talked about uh, habits of grace that have more to do with something that you do, like Bible, reading your Bible, and praying. But today we have a different one that's a little counterintuitive because it's not something you do. It's actually something you don't do. So let's look at our passage today. Uh, we're actually uh, going to read uh, just our first paragraph there, and we'll come to the other two later. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to De Deuteronomy 5, uh, 12 through 15. Uh, and if you do not have your Bibles, you can look in the order of worship like uh, we always have it printed. And like I said, we're just going to read the Deuteronomy passage, and we'll read the other ones later. It says this in Deuteronomy 5, 12, Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy, as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servants or your female servants or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock or the sword journey that is within your uh, gates, uh, that your male servant and female servant may rest as well. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and outstretched his arm. Therefore, the Lord God commands you to keep the Sabbath day. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father God, uh, help us uh, to wrap our heads around what you are actually commanding us to do, what you would have us to think about the Sabbath day, the, this idea of rest um, in, a, in a time that it's so foreign to us. Give us categories today. Help us to not think that this is some legalistic thing that we're supposed to do, but it's really for the benefit for us to flourish and thrive and get to know you more. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Uh, this idea of people saying, you need to rest. I don't know how often I've heard that or you've heard that from a friend or a family member or someone that loves you. I hear it from my wife quite a bit. So Sunday for me as a pastor, as you know, is kind of a work day for me. I usually try to work, uh, take off on Mondays because if I don't, what I'm realizing, the older I get, I'm useless. I think I'm getting ahead. It catches up with me later in the week or, or the next week or the next, but it catches up with me sometime. A few years ago, I came across this phrase, busyness doesn't equal productivity. And that's definitely true. And I'm the biggest offender about that in this room in thinking that it does. But business actually, what it does lead to is fatigue, 
lack of focus, and even depression as we continue. And this is why we, we know our, our culture has mistaken business for productivity. And our work ethic and our business are almost worn, especially in America, almost worn like a badge of honor. Like we are a little more righteous than people that don't work as hard as we do. But we all know, and we're beginning to learn, that, that our lives are growing weary. Our souls actually start running thin if we don't take the time. So let's look at our points today. We're going to have three points that we're going to talk about. The first one is this idea from that first passage, the command to rest. The second is going to be a model of rest. And then we're going to talk about the idea of the need to rest. So we see this uh, in the command to rest. And this is the verse that I just read. And I'm not going to read it over again. But here's a question to ponder this morning that, that this verse is actually pointing out whether you realize it or not. The question that this verse is, is putting on us is, are you living like a slave or are you living like a son? Are you in bondage to what you think you always need to be doing or are you living in freedom as a child of God? See, the Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word that basically just means to cease uh, or to stop working. It, it refers to doing nothing related for work for one day a week. A day that we are to reorient our lives. A day that's designated as holy. And what I mean by holy is here of set aside from the other six days. It gives us a different rhythm of reorienting our lives. Giving ourselves time to contemplate and think about the week that we just came off of and the week that we're about to go into. It helps us move from, from thinking of the business for just a moment to say, what does it look like to be more intentional about what I do? And also, in the meantime, contemplate the things that are most important in my life. Now, make no mistake about it, keeping the command to observe the Sabbath rest is radical and it's extremely difficult in this day and age. But it, here's what it does do, though. It cuts to the core of our spirituality, our core of our convictions, and our faith and our lifestyles. So we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But our culture knows nothing of this. This is foreign to everything we hear in the world around us right now. Our culture knows nothing about setting aside a day to rest and delight in who God is. And as we see it in this, in this passage, keeping the Sabbath is an outright commandment, which means it's in the top ten commandments. Just like lying, uh, committing adultery, not murdering, the Sabbath is right up there with them. It's, it's a gift from God that we're invited to receive. See, when, when God gave this commandment, when this commandment was given, what was happening at the time was Israel had just come out of being in bondage to Egypt for 400 years years. Can you imagine? 400 years and never a day off. They were treated like tools of production to make structures like we know, like the pyramids. They worked seven days a week, all year long. They had neither permission or the choice to do so. Living for them meant they were, it was defined by performing tasks. that sound familiar? With one day just blurring into the next. See, when God called Israel out of Egypt, he reminded them that you are no longer slaves to work. But you are sacred human beings that are made for something else. See, they had been slaves, and now he's saying, 
You have been slaves. You understand what that's like. Now I'm showing you how to be sons and daughters. He showed them how to live according to their God-given nature. In effect, God said, this is going to feel awkward at first. You may not know how to do it, but just like a fish is created to swim free and live in water, I created you to live according to a certain design. Which brings us to our second point, the creation story, the model's arrest. It says there, if you look in our order of worship, in that second passage from Genesis, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. And so God blessed the seventh day, and he made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Now on Sabbath days, it's usually Sundays now, uh, we imitate God by stopping work and resting. God worked, we work. God rested, we are to rest. After completing all of what he created in the heavens and earth, he rested on the seventh day. It was the climax of his week, and it should be the climax of ours. Did God need a rest? Of course not. He's God, he never gets tired. He never expends energy. But why did he do it? To be a model for us. To talk to us about what it means to live life and flourish and be free people. Uh, we have been called out of a world, just like the Israelites were, out of a world that's trying to prove its worth and value by what they do and what they possess. This is what people are telling us. You are defined by what you do and what you possess. God is calling us out of that, to step out of that. We are confronted with this fact on the Sabbath, that we are deeply loved by God for who we are and not for what we do. This is what God is telling us. See, the Sabbath reminds us and calls us uh, to build nothing into our schedules, nothing measurable. Uh, and by the world standards, for something like this, and even by our standards a lot of times, it seems inefficient and unproductive and useless, but not in God's economy. My dad uh, has worked hard all his life. You know my dad and my brothers, they still farm over in Arkansas. And he decided when I was young that he would never work on Sunday. Now for him, uh, at first, it wasn't a, a spiritual thing, but he began to realize that there was something that, that he had to do to make changes in his life, that he was just too busy. Later, he kind of combined that with uh, spirituality and Christianity. But one of the things that, that I've noticed over the years that there's so many um, days in a year that he could that he dropped off and that he could have been working. But at the end of the year, I don't see a whole lot of difference in the harvest of other people's and his. And uh, most farmers, I mean, and I understand why. I mean, the Bible even talks about this idea that you've got an ox in a ditch. If you've got something you've got to tend to, you need to tend to it. And so I understand why farmers, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is legalistic, but you know, some farmers during planting season, the harvest season, I understand why they do that. But there was never a marked difference uh, in what I saw people prospering as farmers and what my dad did. But here's what I do know right now. I'm convinced of this, that if he wouldn't have taken off those days, I don't think he would have mentally and physically been able to do what he's doing right now by still continuing to farm. Why? Because this is not just God saying, I, these are the things that I used to bless you with. 
But even more, this is a part of our design as human beings that we have to have. See, observing the Sabbath when it's lived out, it's our means to, to bear witness to a different kind of life that has different kind of rhythms. Uh, and, and basically we're saying, God, you are the center of my life and the source of our life, and this is the only place I can find deep, healing, restorative rest. It's not just a good idea. It's not just a commandment by God. We need it to survive as human beings, which brings us to the last point, the need to rest. Look at that last passage uh, in our scripture verses today. Uh, it says this in uh, Mark 6. The apostles returned to Jesus and they told him all that they had done and they had talked. So here, here are the apostles coming to Jesus like, look what we've done. And he said to them, come away by yourself to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away to the boat to a desolate place by themselves. I remember uh, when I was young, and maybe y'all remember this too, whether it's a commercial or something like this, but we used to have these firefighters that would come when we were in elementary school, and they would always teach us this one thing that you do when you catch on fire. Does anybody remember what that was? Like, stop, drop, and roll. That's what they all said. Sounds so simple, right? Um, but uh, yeah, we, I mean, it seemed like every year they would come in here and do that, or something along those lines. But, uh, but the passage that we're talking about today has a, something very similar as necessary to our survival, a message that if you're really going to live a sustainable life, flourishing life, and survive, you need to stop and rest. And I will say this, here's, here's what I've seen in churches before. They take this very realistic. One is uh, that they uh, think that if they ever work on Sunday, that they're committing an unpardonable sin. That is not what we're talking about here. Uh, because then you have to ask, what about pastors? Uh, what about nurses, doctors, police officers, firefighters, and other people that must work on Sundays? See, Jesus observed the Sabbath, but he also healed and preached sermons on that day. What might be work for you on the Sabbath may be different from someone else. If, if, someone, if someone is recreated, if they're refreshed by just going and maybe trimming some hedges or gardening on a Sunday, then for you that's taking Sabbath rest. It's really a question of what is restoring your soul? What, what is a break from the norm of all the grind of the things that wear you out? How can you, uh, as you say, in the, using the word recreate, that's where we get the word recreation from. You're recreating in that. What, it, what is it for you that brings those kind of things uh, into your life that give you oxygen, that heals your heart a bit, that refreshes you? Then, then Sunday is a good time to do that. Uh, and so the key here is to have a regular habit of taking a step out and reorienting yourself with God, contemplating and doing some things that refresh you. So first of all, it means stopping. Training yourself, again in the habit of stopping, uh, and that's that's what we talk about. It's literally in that. Um, when we and when we stop, here's what we're doing. It's not just resting. When we stop, we're starting to grapple with the fact that God is who He says He is. That God is God. He's indispensable. He's uh, He's He's uh, our our you know our 
creator, we're his creature. Um, I tell uh, Larissa, we can ask her all the time, I've hated stopping my whole life. I'm starting to get to the age where I can't sustain it anymore. Uh, but uh, one of the things that, that you know, we always think of, and, and I did this too when I was young, like, man, if I just, if I just, when I get to the place where I got my first house, maybe I'll stop. Or when, 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 when Alexandria becomes an adult, maybe I'll slow down. Or when I'm able to retire, maybe I'll slow down then. Or maybe when we have this much money in the bank, I'll slow down. But here's the thing, this side of heaven, life is an unfinished symphony that you will never finish. We, we will finish this in heaven. We don't have to finish it now. And you will kill yourself with always putting more and more expectation that way. But we've got to remember this. God is at work taking care of the universe in a way that you can. Even when you're sleeping, God's at work. And so uh, he commands us to relax and enjoy the fact that we're not in charge of the universe. I like that fact. I like that freedom. The, the Sabbath reminds us to be still and know that He is God. So the question is about the Sabbath is, do we really trust that God will take care of us and our concerns and our needs if we obey by stopping and keeping the Sabbath? It's really a trust issue is what it is at the end. We say we trust God, but we can't do these things. Uh, and then also, as we talked about before, it's about rest. Um, it's a taking a break from planning our week or maybe paying the bills, bouncing our checkbook, cleaning the house, finding traffic, crowds, doing laundry, all of those things. Whatever is something that seems to suck the life out of you, don't do it. But the things that may bring you joy, do it. This is what we're talking about on Sabbath. And the moral of the story is this, we're not made to be non-stop human beings. We're just not, it's not in our DNA, it's not in our design. Sadly, take it from me, it often takes physical illness or even severe depression or nervous breakdown sometimes to get us to rest. Don't wait till that point. God doesn't want you to wait till that point. But see, we don't serve the Sabbath. If you notice through what we've talked about, the Sabbath, as Jesus says, serves us. He says, the, the Bible says the Sabbath is not made for man, but man was made for, I mean, Sabbath was made for man, not man made for the Sabbath. Meaning, in all that I've talked about today, this is not God act, this is not God adding something to your plate. He's trying to take something off of it. What I'm saying here at the end is don't put expectations on yourself that God Himself is not placing on you. Jesus says, Come who are weary, and I will give you rest. He didn't say, Come to me, and I'll give you something else to do. He was always worried about his disciples' health. He was always worried about them resting. He was taking time in solitude uh, all the time in, 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 in the ways that we're talking about here. We're going to talk more about that in the next couple of weeks. But if, if you feel the pressure to always do more, you've got to realize this. It's coming from you, it's coming from others, and it's coming from the world around you. But it's not God putting pressure on you in that way. Will you rest in the fact today that God's the one that's in control no matter what, how much work you do or don't do? Will you rest in the work that Jesus did in his life and cross to earn favor and love from God? That's the only expectation that God would want you to think about today from this sermon, and that is to rest.
rest from all these things and rest in all these things as we come to the table today. Let's pray. Father God, thank you um, that you are so kind to us that you are not a slave driver. You're not up there cracking the whip saying you can do better or you can do more. So Lord, help us to not believe the lies of thinking that's how we prove our worth or identity or worry so much about our survival where we neglect the one person that created us that knows more about what will bring us happiness than anyone else. Help us to rest in that today. Help us to rest in the work that Jesus did so we don't have to work for our salvation uh, and to earn a friendship with you. Uh, may we contemplate that as we enter the time of communion today. In Jesus' name, amen. We put this song here for that very reason. I, I, I struggle with Sabbath rest. And I need to hear that the reason I can rest is because Jesus paid it all. today's sermon.
We want to remind our listeners that our doors are always open at Chelsea Presbyterian Church, and we invite all our listeners to join us for worship. You can visit us at 1030 on Sunday mornings at Chelsea Middle School. To hear more of our sermons from our church or for more information, you can find us online at www.chelseapres.org or check us out on Facebook.